0: with an explicit graphic content warning. (laughs) Now, strap in and enjoy the show. Welcome and hello, my favorite people in the whole world. My audience. I love you guys. Okay, so I have the tamest slutty xmas of all times that's what happened this year i know you're like what what do you mean it was tame we look forward to it being wild and off the crazy and i do too but i learned some valuable lessons about expectations and surrender So uh, I thought I'd pass that knowledge on to you guys after the holiday. So this episode will be airing, what's the date that it airs? Oh, January 19th. So you'll be in the, you'll be after the holiday season hangovers of family dynamics, Uh, not getting what you wanted, what you asked for for Christmas, the overall family and a Christmas um, drama and also or you may be coming down from the high of giving everything you ever wanted and the stuff that you didn't even know so you'll be coming out of the holiday hangover <laughs> so we're gonna talk about that piece all right so first of all this year's slutty xmas was super tame because my uh, master was super sick, who who I happened to live with. And so he was sick and I had my period. And so overall, no one was feeling sexy over here. And, you know, my other, you know, lover, I'm, I'm down to two lovers in my polypod. My polypod has shrunk significantly, by the way. It was four, now it's down to two. So... The second one, which happens to be Lady Bunny, who is actually my husband, um, I couldn't go see him over the holiday seasons because he has a a weak immune system. So I didn't want to get him sick. So it was a very, very, very quiet um, holiday for me this year. Usually I'm exploring swinging from the chandeliers and I will put in the show notes, the, the episodes, the, the, the couple years of previous slutty X misses so that you can be like, oh, that she had some wild times. Be like, oh, this is what that. So, so between me having cramps and period and Master being super sick, um, we were just quite still, quite quiet. Um, it gave me an opportunity to slow down. Um, it gave me an opportunity to just be, which I'm, I'm learning. I'm actually, I'm like baby steps in the whole, just learning to be without doing. So this is that whole piece of surrendering, finding inner tranquility and inner peace that you hear me talking about all the time. So this gave me a great opportunity to let go of expectations because I had big plans. I always have big plans. This year, I thought I'd have less big plans that I I didn't give myself performance anxiety, which is what I did last year. So I was like, I'm not having any, I'm not gonna be like, I'm gonna have seven new things I'm gonna try. I was just like, I'm gonna explore this holiday season. That was the only expectation I had. But when I meant explore, I thought I meant sexually, but apparently not this time. Sometimes it's not all about sex. What? I know, I know. I'm not living a 24-hour porn. Well, sometimes I am. <laughs> not this holiday season. <laughs> a lot of napping, sleeping, uh, coughing, snotting, cramping. Yeah. None of the, none of the sexiness. Uh, unless that's your thing, then it might have been super hot, but not my, my thing. So it wasn't super hot for us. So what I did have to do is find pleasure in the non-sexual and find pleasure in connecting in a non-sexual way, which uh, is definitely uh, not my (laughs) go-to. If you watched any episodes, listen to any episode, you'd be like, yeah, that's definitely not her (laughs) go-to. I bond and connect the best with genitals in my mouth. (laughs) Genital, genital contact. That's how I bond the best, connect the best. So anyways, so I got to spend some time just being, hanging out in my little nest that's in the office here on the floor. I have a little bed on the floor at the bottom of my chair where I'm sitting right now. This is where when master's home, he sits in the chair and I lay down in my little nest. I got to lay down in my nest Um, I got to wear my collar, my cuffs, just kind of surrender and feel connected, but nothing wild happened. Um, you know, I got to be close. We played, I played some video games. He played some video games. We're in the same room. Um, but he also had a lot of headaches and I was dealing with a lot of headaches because of my period. So there was a lot of quiet time and, um, not yabbering, not a lot of yabbering, not a lot of, definitely not a lot of coming. Um, and when there was some, a little bit of sexy time that we did manage to have. Um, again, it was pretty, it was pretty tame. It was very uh, quiet still. Um, I'm on a, I'm still, we're still working out through some health stuffs in my body. So I'm on a, I'm on an orgasm quota, which is horrible for me. <laughs> I'm like, I can only have four orgasms, four big orgasms and some little orgasms before I set off. Uh, whatever's going on in my insides that create this really horrible cramping. So we're still doing tasks with the doctor to find out what's going on there. So even when we were in sexy time and we were able to have sexy time, I was on an orgasm quota, which had ultimately created orgasm denial, which um, you will probably, which I've done a bunch of episodes about that are super hot that you're gonna enjoy later in the year about. And in that orgasm denial, I had to be really present and I couldn't just go off and just have orgasms left, right and center. I had to like really choose when I wanted to have an orgasm. I had to ask permission to have an orgasm. I had to be like, okay, do I want to waste my one org? Like I'm only allowed to have four. So am I going to waste it right now? Or am I going to like, or am I going to like wait until another one comes? And so it was in some ways, it actually helped me change some of my narrative about pleasure and orgasm and you know i talk about this all the time that orgasm is not the goal pleasure is the goal and um, because i'm so orgasmic i don't usually have to live by that philosophy (laughs) full disclosure i usually don't have to live that by that philosophy because i'm all about the pleasure and the pleasure always leads to orgasm so to be in this other state where i'm in pleasure And I'm allowed to build pleasure, but I have to keep it on the edge that I can't have an orgasm because, you know, I'm only allowed four in a day. Um, Was a very fascinating, very fascinating experience for me. Um, You know, that was a big piece. Another piece of my holidays that I had learned was to really let go of expectations and not go into the disappointment. So in the past, I would have been mopey or angry or resentful that um, my plans, uh, my master plans of, of, you know, orgasmic, wild, crazy, swing from the chandeliers, freaky sex stuff that I had some, you know, plans for, um, because I couldn't have that happen. I would have, it would have sent me into a place of disappointment, anger, and um, somewhat sadness, in all fairness because I would have been so attached to that expectation. And that's part of, for all of you control freaks who are listening to me that you're like, oh, I know what you're talking about. When we set a plan in motion, we have to follow through on the plan at any cost. Because if we don't set it, then what what does that mean? That means that we're not reliable. There's a whole bunch of things that that in our heads means. Turns out it doesn't mean anything. (laughs) I know, right? What? What do you mean it doesn't mean anything? No, nope. it means nothing. It means there's a great opportunity for you to let go of control. There's a great opportunity for you to surrender. There's a great opportunity for you to adapt and still find the joy in wherever you're at. Where can you find the joy in this moment? Even if this moment isn't according to plan. Even if this moment isn't according to not only the plan, but your desired outcome. How can I find joy in what this was? And I did. I got to spend some quality, quiet time with master. That usually doesn't happen. We're usually banging our little brains out and then we're talking. Well, mostly I'm, let's be honest. I'm mostly talking and then he's nodding his head and then he tells me, he he weighs in every once in a while. So instead I got to be still, I get to have a new experience. We've been in each other's lives for over twenty seven years. This is the first time I think I've spent this much time in the same room with him being still and being quiet and enjoying his company without feeling like I had pressure or I had I, that, I, that I should be doing something else. So that's one of the beautiful things that i I learned. Um and I got this beautiful opportunity to experience this holiday season. The next thing, there's my next lesson. Yeah, I still learned all, all holidays. It just wasn't about what you get to stick up in cooter. <laughs> Personal growth never stops. <laughs> um so I had a fascinating insight into my personality. Uh so it turns out I'm not very good at contentment. You're like, what? No, it's true. You're not, this is new contentment, inner peace, inner tranquility, stillness and contentment are all very new uh, skill sets and emotional states for me. Um, where I, other than split moments or little moments here a little moments there, but genuinely leaning in and like focusing on how do I create a life that most of my day is filled with inner peace, tranquility, and contentment, and that's been. Last year was that was my big last year. Is like this is what I'm learning. This is what I'm going to be working on. I worked really hard on it last year. I was able to fulfill some some of those. I was able to feel contentment more consistently. I was able to feel inner peace more more consistently. And this year is going to be the same thing. I'm going to. Master. Well, I'm going to work towards mastering contentment, inner tranquility, and inner peace, and that being the state, my my resting state that I move from. And excitement, and thrill, and joy, and all the other you know wonderful uh, experiences are kind of like added bonuses. But my general state of being when I'm just you know laying in bed, doing nothing, sitting on the toilet wherever I am, to be in this place of inner peace, tranquility, zen, and contentment. So that being said, it turns out that for me, contentment, because it's a new emotion for me, and I'm sharing this insight because some of you may have had this experience. So I want to give this insight to my audience, okay, for you guys, listeners. So a little backstory. Without getting too heavy, is that I grew up with a lot of trauma. And so I had a lot of trauma in my childhood. And um, part of that was sexual abuse trauma and all sorts of other kinds of trauma. So, anyways, so I used to go through states of deep, deep, deep despair. Now, when I was younger, I so, so much that, especially when I was a teenager, that despair was so heavy and so deep that I was suicidal. And the way that I would pull myself out of that, the first stage of that, when I would start to go into that deep despair was that I wouldn't care about anything. Like nothing bothered me, wasn't worried about anything. I didn't care about anything. And I started to like numb out. And I started to become very numb. I had no emotional response, no feelings. That was kind of like the stages of going deep into the despair, which led to some suicide attempts as a teenager, actually. And so what I learned was to prevent myself from going into that deep state of despair is I would yank myself out of it and violently yank myself out of it with being like, it, almost manic, dr- grabbing myself by the hair, basically pulling myself out of the despair, slapping myself across the face and be like, listen, we choose happiness and we're going to find joy, even if it kills us. And and then going into this manic state of joy and excitement and everything is beautiful and the world is wonderful. And I'm, I'm so excited to be alive. And I would like, I would go over the top to, pull myself out of that despair because I didn't want to kill myself. I wanted to, I wanted to live. And I wanted, and I like the way it fails when I feel full of life. And I feel like this beacon of life force energy in the cosmos. I'm like, you know, I'm, if you've ever spent time with me, you know what I'm talking about when I'm in that, beaut- that state of like, I have the embodiment of all life is pulsating through me okay and it's a beautiful place to be and it feels fantastic and it definitely quiets any voice internal voice any experiences internally where i may want to die or i am in such a space of despair that there is no point of existing and so it quashes that very 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 quickly the other thing that would help me pull me out of that state was then i would become uber productive. And so then I would get shit done, things accomplished that, you know, I've been putting off or procrastinating. Um, and then I get all this praise. I get all this praise from everybody else, but how I'm so productive and I'm so capable and look at all the things I do. And everybody's like, "Whoa, we love you. You're amazing. And I'm all like, yeah, I'm amazing. And it's worth being alive for. So, so that's the pattern. That was my pattern for a very long time. And that's been my pattern for my whole adult life, in all fairness usually I never very rarely do I go down close enough to that place of despair um that I would be suicidal like I haven't gone to that place of despair in years and years and years and years because when I start to dip close to that I just yank myself out go I'm a you know the life force of the universe yada yada yada. blah 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 life's so fabulous And I have a bunch of orgasms and like, I'm charged and I'm like a beacon of love and light and energy. So why am I sharing with this with you? Well, it turns out that contentment, the feeling of contentment is kind of close to the feeling of my body thinks is despair. And I'm not allowed to do the old things to pull myself out, I'm now I have my feelings. So if I have, if I feel that, I have to you know have a little bit of feelings, process what's going on, do the things to course corrected accordingly and carry on, change the things that need to be changed, do the diet, whatever, whatever needs to happen so that I'm not feeling any of that, those feelings of despair, I need to feel them. I can't just yank myself out of it and do all the things because that doesn't serve me either. Because it creates this yo yo pattern within my whole nervous system and all the adrenaline, all the things. It's not good all the way around, especially since now my whole life is about trying to be Zen, inner peace, inner tranquility, and contentment. So when I'm laying there feeling all content, I have this beautiful day. I'm like with Master, I'm laying in my nest, I'm playing my video games. I have not a worry in the world. Everything is fantastic. I love my life. Very still, very calm. I'm content. That's the feeling I'm having. I'm like, ooh, this is contentment. Yay. But then the next two days, I go into this deep space of feeling like despair. And I don't realize that there's a pattern here. Like I said, this is what I realized over the holidays. This is the first time I realized that there is a correlation between these two things. So I'm having a conversation with one of my besties, Dana, who you all love and adore because we have great conversations on our Radically Honest series. Anyway, so I'm having a conversation with Dana about this, and that's when I have the epiphany and the awareness that, oh, my body thinks that contentment is the same as despair. So it's trying to do all the things that I usually do to try to yank me out of despair, but I'm not actually in despair. There's nothing to be in despair about. I'm content. So the contentment, so I was feeling content. And then I dropped into despair because, you know, I didn't know what contentment was. My body's like, I don't know what this is. What the hell is this thing that you're doing? And so I was like, oh, this is like, this is kind of similar to despair. Okay. So we're going to drop you into that place. Okay. Well, we know how to deal with despair. Now we're going to yank you out of it, but I don't do that anymore. So I have to sit in it. I've to sitting in it long enough for me to realize that, oh, there's a pattern here. And then I start to look over the last year because it's only really been the last year that I've genuinely had long periods of contentment. And I started watching and looking back on my past this past year and realizing, oh, every time I go into a state of contentment, I drop into the old pattern. I do despair. I'm in despair for a short period of time. I yank myself out of despair. And then we're back into the happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy land. And everything is good but then it's hard for me to drop back into contentment because well my brain's like well we just we just ripped you out of that space why are you why are you trying to get back there so that's my big to be honest that is the biggest aha too big aha for me for the holiday season one let go of expectations and allow whatever's going to be be and you might find let go of control, just sad as somebody who's a control freak in recovery. <laughs> and also the queen of uh, helping other people surrender and let go of control. That's kind of my jam. This is why people come see me from a Dom perspective and some BDSM well, wellness this is in, and all, even my sexual wellness is actually learning to surrender. So um, So that's, so one, let go of control, and allow the beautiful unfolding that is possible. And you never know what you're gonna learn from that. And the second aha is that it turns out the contentment is really close to my old pattern despair. And so now what am I doing with that? Well, first is important is to have the insight. Insight, check. Yay, check. Now, Once you have the insight, what are you going to do with that insight? Well, I want to make a change. So I need to change my neural pathways. And one of the ways in which I change my neural pathways, there's many ways to do it. Um, There's lots of tools. There's lots of other people that can help you with that. Um, And I have a list of people who I go to that, you know, when I have like a neural pathway that's really stubborn and really doesn't want to go away. Um, I have some peeps that help me with that. You want to know who they are. Uh, reach out to me, I can uh, either, either I can help you or I can pass you along to my peeps that can help that help me with my neural pathways with the really stubborn ones. And I say stubborn with lots of love. There's no judgment in that feed, by the way. It's a really important, that's just my cheekiness. Um, So what am I going to do about it? So what I've been doing about it is every time I feel content, I say to myself out loud, It is safe to be content. I am safe being content. It's safe to be content. Because for me, a big piece of, it was not safe for me to feel despair. Feeling despair was gonna end up me, it was gonna land me dead. So staying in despair, having despair, everything about despair was not a good time for me and was if I had chosen to stay there, I, you wouldn't have my beautiful podcast and you would not have me interacting with you today. I would have, I would have killed myself. There's no if and buts about that. So despair was not a safe place for me to be. And every time I calm down my nervous system, it's really kind of close to that place of giving up giving up hope, giving up life, giving up. It's like, it's a stillness and it's in the stillness of not needing to fight That—that—that that, that is the scary part that my brain registers from my past. So now it's time for me to reprogram that, being quiet, being still, being completely not worried about anything and not thinking about anything and not having to do anything or be anything just being still zen content is safe. So that's the first step that I have to reprogram my my whole, my brain patterning, my nervous system, as well as my nervous system, that it's safe and okay to be in that stillness. That stillness does not equal despair for me at all. It equals this beautiful place that my whole body needs for digestion, for healing, for everything. So that's stage one. Well, stage one, recognize pattern, check. Stage two, start the reprogramming, check. So I'm going to do that reprogramming. So it's what I've been doing. Every time I drop into a place of contentment where everything, like my heart rate slows down. I just take some deep breaths. I don't have to be anything, do anything. Everything is just like hunky-dory, actually quite boring, slow, quiet, still, boring, not high activity in any capacity whatsoever to like take a moment and be like, first I got to check, is this despair or is this contentment? And because I don't really do despair, I've created this beautiful life that doesn't really live with despair. Um, There's no reason for me to be in despair. Um, I check in, it's usually contentment. So I say, nope, this is contentment. And then I say out loud three times, it is safe to feel content. I am safe to be content. Being content equals safety. So I do variations of those three and I say them. And then I take another breath. And I usually will then anchor it to a part of my body that will be like, oh yeah, every time I touch that, that's like, ooh. Um, So uh, I have a lot of body parts that are hooked into a whole bunch of things. So I've hooked contentment into my kneecap. Because my heart is uh, hooked into uh, like groundedness my one finger is hooked into safety and Zen. Both fingers are hooked into my, I, I got lots of physical anchors all over my body. So I've anchored contentment into my kneecap. So my right knee, touch my right knee and say, I am safe, I am content. It's safe to be content. Contentment equals safety. And even as I'm saying this to you right now, I can feel my heart racing actually. It's like, no, it's not, it's not safe, it's not safe, it's not safe, permission, we're permission. We're that's what's going on in my mind, and that's what's going on in my chest right now, is saying that that is not a true statement. So that's why we this we're in, we're in the phase. This is the first stage. And I wanted to be honest with you as the authentic version that I made a commitment to you guys to show you what that looks like. So that's where I am. Hopefully, I'm hoping within a month or two that when I say it is safe, I'm content and it's safe to be content, then my whole body is like, yeah, that's true. Yay us, contentment's awesome. I love contentment. We don't have to do anything we don't have to be anything It have to be exciting my podcast might get boring. boring somehow I don't think so but it may there might be I might go through a boring phase okay just say just warning you it may that's just part of the growth okay um <laughs> now who are we kidding I'm too much of an adventurer so there'll always be some kind of adventure of some sort that I'm gonna talk about so that's what I learned this holiday season. So here's what I want to leave you with. What happened this holiday season for you? I want you to take the wins, and I want you to take the places that were uncomfortable and take a, take a moment before we like really jump into 2023 and we forget all about 2022. Before you do that, take a moment to kind of say, what, what did I work on last year? What, did I, what, what things did I learn last year? And how can I move forward so that next year is even easier than this year was? So here's my commitment for this year so far. I'm very committed to inner peace, tranquility, and contentment. I want to have my nervous system sitting in this really tranquilo, zen space all the time. And that I live life, that is my norm. And I live life with exploration and adventure and joy and celebration, but I also do it from a place of Zen and contentment and inner tranquility. Sometimes I don't have to be swinging from the chandeliers. Don't get me wrong, I like swimming from the chandeliers, but I don't always have to be swinging from the chandeliers. And that's the piece for me that I want to really, I'm gonna reinforce that commitment to myself this year, is that I want to live a life of quiet and stillness and ease and contentment and all the excitement and the joy and the adventuring all of that can happen as well but it doesn't have to happen at the epic level to pull me out it doesn't have to happen to pull me out of a place of darkness or sadness or despair that those places of adventure and excitement and zen like excitement that they, they are choices that are made because I choose to you know, get a little excitable for a moment, knowing that I enjoy the rush of the excitement, but that I don't need the rush of the excitement to feel alive, that being content and zen and still is the joy of being alive. For me to choose that is part of my commitment to myself this year. Inner tranquility, inner peace, and stillness. And of course, the big one, the big C, contentment. All right, I love you guys. You're all amazing. You need some support to help navigate what you learned last year, what commitment you want to move forward to this year of your own personal evolution and your own personal growth, because that's, what I believe is the purpose of us being here is to keep growing, um, as a human being. Um, so if you want some help in that department, uh, you can find me at guy And if you're like, I am a control freak and I need support to surrender. I am your girl. I understand deep in my soul. I get it. Let me help you find stillness, ease, contentment, and self-acceptance. So you can reach me for those at, uh, you can go into the realm. There's many ways in which I do that. I can do that in the treatment room, or I can do that in the dungeon. So I can, wherever you are, I can meet you where you're at. um, And you can follow those pathways. Again, go to guyamorissette.com. I'm here to support you and enjoy, enjoy whatever this year is going to bring for you. And my biggest wish is that whatever this year brings for you, that there's pleasure in it, involved in it. There's abundance involved in it. And there's surrender involved in it and ease. Okay. Mwah! Until next time. Bye-bye. I also lovingly invite you to follow me on Instagram, which the handle is My Orgasmic Life Podcast, where you can leave feedback and comments. Also, come join me on Facebook at My Orgasmic Life Podcast Facebook group. And I really want to hear from you. I want to know how this show affected you. Did you? What did you learn? Was it inspirational? Did you agree? Do you disagree? Um, you know, I want. I want to know because I'm a little bit of a voyeur. So I want to know what, how am I affecting you? (laughs) So please, please, please come leave some comments. Now, if you're like, but I don't want everybody to know what I'm thinking, which is okay. Sometimes we need privacy and we need to be anonymous. So you would like that option, we have that. You can email my slutty assistant Layla at Gaiamorissette.com. Okay, listeners, until next time, may your life be filled with sexy exploration and orgasmic pleasure. Mwah. Bye-bye!